time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in theaters, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bart Bryce, and I am part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hello, Jim. Hey, hey! Holy crap, you sound loud. Also, we have the Merman, who along with Jim, to my knowledge, has never eaten bull penis, which some Eastern cultures ingest as a source of protein, as well as the belief that it promotes virility, health, and power. Any interest in trying something new, boys? No. You know me, I like to stick things in my mouth and other places. I would would join you, but you know, I'm vegan, so. Uh. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Whoa. Hmm. Thanks to all who've been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please support us and the growing Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. All members get special episodes and content only for members. And all members that sign up will get a limited edition Film Rage merch item. If you cannot connect to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible movie. Shout out to our biggest listening province in Canada, which is still Alberta, and very closely by Nova Scotia. And thanks to our newest... And I'm saying, I don't think it's necessarily improved, but it's such a slow margin. New York over California still. But again, California's coming up the rear. Hilarious, Jim. It's it's coming up the rear. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, because, you know, it's in yeah, California. I get it. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. West Coast versus yeah. East Coast. Yeah. Happy 100 episode, people! Yeah, baby. Yes, 100 Woo-woo. episodes in. Movies are back at Canyon Meadows Cinemas. We are open for your viewing pleasure with great new films opening weekly. All health-regulated protocols are in effect for a safe and enjoyable experience. And don't forget, we should be your first choice for your next birthday party or special event. Can't make it to the cinema? We got you covered. Order concessions from our online store, and you can either choose curbside pickup or get them delivered via Skip the Dishes, Uber Eats, or DoorDash. For more details, go to canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. Here at CMC, we would like to thank you for your continued support, and we are looking forward to seeing you at the movies. At the movies, absolutely. But, before we do that... What'd you see? We saw a fit of things, a fit of, a fit of few things on the streaming. Did you keep a note? Or no? Oh yeah, I got I streamed. You quite got a some bit. streaming stuff? Hit us. So I guess we're sort of doing this rapid fire more. Yeah, it's rapid fire because we don't want to spend that too much time talking about streaming. Alright, well, I saw the comeback kid. Sweet. Starring Robert De Niro, Tommy Lee Jones, Morgan Freeman, Zach Braff. And Emile Hirsch. We got another Emile Hirsch movie. Like I've seen it's that. like two and three weeks. You can weeks. never get enough. There you go. Emile Hirsch. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a movie. A it was a man. It was or a man. It was a rage. Okay. It was funny. It was a movie. There you go. I liked it. Okay, well, I got one. I saw Cosmic Sin. Did you see it? No. Okay. Well, I'm not going to tell people who's in it. They can go look that up themselves. Made for TV on a soundstage sci-fi invasion of the body snatchers slash the thing dumper with our man, Bruce Willis. What a surprise. It was a rage. That is shocking, Jim. (laughs) Super shocking. Uh, I also saw Four Good Days. Keep going. Nope. Glenn Close, Mila Kunis, Steven Root. Good cast. It is a good cast. Very, very good uh, bit of drama. Um, so it's a Mondo. It is a Mondo. Uh, Mila nice. Kunis actually is as good as she's ever been, which may not be saying that much. Not that great. This is, 
this uh, this movie was very very good. Um, it was a mondo. Uh, it's pretty powerful stuff. Uh, Glenn Close. Well, it's it's Glenn motherfucking Close. Glenn Close. Uh, it's uh, can't remember the dude's name. I should have written it down. But uh, directed by the same uh, guy that directed Glenn Close in Albert Knobs. Ah. So you know we're gonna be talking about him again soon. So yeah. Mondo. All right. Well, I saw, and I'm going to wrap them up with all three. So I saw Fear Street Part 1, Fear Street Part 2, and Fear Street Part 3. I saw Fear Street Part 1. And then you stopped? And then I stopped, but I... I, I'm, I'm really upset You're that I'm interested. Gonna, no, I'm not interested, but I've watched the first one, and now I have to watch the oh, next two. Oh, yes, The first one sucked. It was a rage. Okay. And I hope it gets better from there, because I'm in now. Yep. You're in like sin. Well, the first one is not the best of the series. Okay. Well, number that's two good. happens to be a reverse. It's not technically number two, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's actually number one. Gotcha. So number two is number one, and number one is number three. Yeah. And number three is number two. And that's the one where they're back in 1666. 1666. They're back in the year did of you, Satan. Did you? One yeah. Satan. That's 666. How did they come up with that? That's genius. It's super genius. So part one, it's I didn't hate it as much as you. I gave it a mat. Yeah. It got a bit of a throwback to Mike Myers meets Goosebumps meets 13 Ghosts. Part two was, uh, for me, was a mondo. Jason Voorhees meets The Craft meets Goosebumps. And number three uh, was meh. It had an awesome soundtrack, but the film was meh. All right. So now you're going to have to tell us what you did for two and three next week. Uh, yeah, we'll see if I can squeeze them in. All right. Well, cram in what you got next. You probably uh, watched 20 movies this uh, week. I got th- uh, one, two, three. I got four more, Jim. Okay, just blast them out. Here, to- here today, starring Billy Crystal and Tiffany Haddish. And Tiffany Haddish is on her way to being undoubted. I know you, <laughs> you've, I you've got so. her last one as a meh. It's true. I've got her last one as a mondo. And I've got this one as a mondo. What? I loved it. So where is it? Where can I see it? it? I have to now see it. It's VOD. Okay, well, I'll rent it. Uh, Then we got Finn. Oh, okay. Eli Roth documentary Mm -hmm. about the uh, sharks Mm -hmm. and the uh, shark fin soup and the Mm -hmm. whole deal. And Mm -hmm. we kind of got a better version of it with the Cove. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember seeing the Cove. Yes, I do. Yeah. The Cove was very, very good. I think it was in both of our top 10 lists for documentaries, if I remember correctly. It might have been, yeah. Um, this one is not as good as the, as the Cove, but still very, very good. Um, it's still Mondo. Nice. Uh, so yeah, no, Eli Roth is a, I don't know. A little annoying, but. Well, yeah, he's, he's, he's Eli Roth. He's right? a bit of a dork, so, <laughs> and he knows it. It's not like I'm telling him anything he doesn't It's not know. a surprise, Eli. Um, The Loneliest Whale, The Search for 52. Uh, this is Joshua Zeman's doc about a whale that calls out at 52 hertz, which is unrecognizable to other whales. So he's out there floating out there by himself. So this is a doc, and it was more exciting than the one we saw Fathom from a few weeks ago. It was so much better than Fathom. All right. Having said that, it was still mad. <laughs> uh, but it's worth checking out. Nice. I just didn't like the way they kind of wrapped it all up and... Uh, spoiler alert, the loneliest whale may not be the loneliest whale. There, what? Might, there might be others that call out at 52 hertz. Ah. Isn't that special? Yeah. And you know what? What the heck? Let's wrap it up. I don't even know why I watched it. I got up Sunday morning. We decided we're, we weren't doing anything that day. So I put on Peter Rabbit 2, nice. The Runaway. Some of your choices, buddy. Yeah. I, uh... so, I watched the first one. I remember kind of finding it halfway amusing. And you know what? So is this. Sequel to Peter Rabbit. Stars Rose Byrne, Domnal Gleeson, and uh, David Oyelowo. Um, it was gonna, meh. Yeah. It was funny. It had some, it had some stuff going Who on. Who doesn't there. love Peter Rabbit as a kid? You know what? If you got kids, watch it. Or if you're just immature like me. Or mentally ill like you. One of those two things. Either either. It fits into one of them. Okay, so we got to go to the cinemas, and this is really where we want to spend most of our attention this week on our 100th episode of all time, 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 time. I don't know what that means. It's like a giant echo, 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 echo. 
Like we're in a giant stadium where there's just the three of us right now. But we're stadium, three of us stadium, together. Stadium. Thank you. Like all of last season like, and every sport. Exactly. Like we're together again. This is such a celebration for our 100th episode. We're together again. We got your whatever that is, horse thing. We got Potato Mr. Head. Potatoes here. We got, we got the merman. This is, this is Charlie horse, okay. not that horse thing. Yeah, or the liver receptacle, in my opinion. But that's a whole other story. Uh, so this is a good time. This is the best day we've had in a long time. And we're going to have, I'm going to predict this right now, potentially the most rage we've ever had in an episode in our entire history of episodes. Well, I kind of liked all the movies, too. I find that really, really hard to believe. Because I, really I would like I would like you to talk about... The movie Escape Room and how much you thoroughly enjoyed this film. Well, I would, but we didn't watch Escape Room, Jim. That was the first. This is the sequel, Escape Room Tournament of Champions. But was there actually a tournament there, of there was, champions there, there was in no this prize. movie? There was no prize. I don't know how it be a tournament. There was no tournament <laughs> per se. <laughs> but in the movie, she says, well, this is like a tournament of champions. So... That's why they call. I didn't know why they called it that. Yeah. Well, she said. So it must she be true. obviously doesn't understand what the definition of tournament is. But that's okay. Apparently, we're not they, all. They apparently, should, the writers of this they film didn't just know either. It Hunger Games and got it over with. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So if Saw and Cube had a baby, the result would be Escape Room. Although I feel as though Saw and Cube would be quite disappointed with their offspring. Yeah, oh, yeah. it would be the black sheep of the family. for just sure. like, They would be disowned. Just like the first Escape Room, Escape Room Tournament of Champions, sees a small group of people forced to navigate through escape rooms where if they fail, they die. The film starts with a rapid-fire summary of the first film to bring us up to speed. Not that it really matters. From there, we are reunited with the two survivors of the first film. One of them is obsessed with taking down the people that were responsible for their terror. This causes her to go to New York. Was it in New York? I'm pretty sure it was New York. I, think it was I New don't York. know. I think it was a soundstage, in maybe attempt, in LA. In an attempt to confront her captors, but surprise, surprise, she finds her trapped, desperate to get out of the escape rooms once again. She is there with a bunch of others who have also survived this game in the past. From here, you start to question how any of this is possible. How could the people running this game be able to do anything that the movie presents? From the ridiculous uncoupling of the train in the subway to the underground bank to the scene where initially it looks like they are back on the streets of New York, but then it turns into a bunch of screens and the whole acid rain scene was also just ridiculously dumb because it didn't really make sense when you when you broke it down. Hated the movie. It was a rage. Yeah. Success! So far, we're 1-0, and oh, people. Yeah. This is so far it was on awful. a start to being the most rage-filled episode yet. Well, I think Murr also saw this. Would you like uh, to go next, my little friend? Sure. I don't know a lot more to add to it because, yeah, I didn't see the first one. I pretty much hate these kind of movies. I'm not a big fan of horror movies anyway. You didn't unless... have to see the first one. They yeah. gave it to you in the first yeah, three really minutes. Did. I was quite surprised to learn that the one actress in the whole movie I knew and liked supposedly died in the first one. Or did she? Or did she? <gasps> so I wasn't going to enjoy it because, like, what the hell? She's dead. What's the point of watching it now? Exactly. Um, the M. Night yeah, Shyamalan this, Ding Dong does, this though. This was just mindless drivel. Uh, like like Bryce said, it was like the cube and saw. It's like they throw them together, and you know, it's like they're different. Go to different rooms, and somebody else dies. And their baby was Damien from the Omen. Yeah, and and it, 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 at the end of the movie, it's like you think, okay, well maybe, you know, they finally put a stop to it. But oh yeah, no, let's just make another sequel. Guarantee there's gonna be another one. Yeah, I, I would definitely, this is one of the few I would definitely rage about. All right, that's two rages, baby. Okay, well, let me tell you what I thought about Escape Room number two. I tried to remember, actually, when we were at the theaters, if I actually saw this first film before coming to this sequel. And thankfully, as Bryce had mentioned, they showed a recap of the beginning of the film. And yes... I marked it from my mind because I remembered not thinking it was pretty good in the first place. So thank you, the cinema gods, that they made a second one. And as I mentioned, it should be number two. Yeah, we get it, Jim. Because it was like shit. 
This movie is basically watching some people we don't care about do escape rooms again in a sequel, but where puzzles are either obvious or made where there is not possible there's no possible way that the people would be able to figure out the clues in time. Uh, but there was a constant running commentary all the way through it by the characters. When anything happened, it was funny for about maybe five to 6.4 minutes. And then I wanted to punch my face so hard that it would knock me out unconscious so I would miss the rest of this movie. After my memory returned, I remembered I hated the first film. This one was basically like the first one, except it was twice as stupid, twice as ludicrous, and not the awesome actor, the unawesomeness that is this movie. I just, I just wanted everyone to die right away in the film and that it would end and it was actually short. And then the torture would be the start of the night in torture for our 100th episode, Team Rage. Mm. In case you haven't noticed, this film was a rage. And I can't believe I'm saying this. We should have picked Space Jam 2. Now you know <laughs> how troubled this movie was. Grown-ass man wishing I chose a prepubescent cartoon with apparently sexless characters over a movie that is called, quote, and I quote, Tournament of champions where there was not an actual tournament i should ask for my money back because no tournament no money favorite line i found a ship in a bottle and why are you asking is this my favorite line because it was actually at the time they were holding a ship in the bottle mm. it's funny right it's pretty funny it is yeah so that exact thing happened, I want to say at least every five minutes in this movie. They would literally be doing something and then telling us they were doing something. And by about, like I mentioned, 6.4 minutes into it, I wanted to punch myself out. It's just a service for the hearing impaired. Sure. Yeah, but they have described video options for people with hearing impaired. They don't want to hear this. Yeah, they don't have to turn on the described video this time, though. They don't yeah, want the audience to have to figure it out for themselves. Yeah. That's the problem. Okay, that's it. They don't want yeah. the audience to actually have to think about the clues. Yeah. They want it to just be presented to them. It was just a terrible running commentary by idiots solving an idiotic puzzle, puzzle of a movie. And my biggest question is, I am puzzled why we actually saw this and not Space Jam 2. Because only two movies I, came out last I, uh, week. <laughs> I might have seen Space Jam 2. Oh, good. I think you probably might Thank have Thank God. I forgot about that. Because you see okay. everything. Yes, it's I true. Saw, I saw Space Jam 2. And is, which was, was it better than this? It was awful. It's still a rage, but it wasn't as hard a rage. I would as rather watch Bugs Bunny <laughs> jumping around the baseball, exactly. basketball court. Uh, but he's probably disappointed that Lola Bunny did not get jiggy, if you know what I'm Lola saying. Lola Bunny. I don't know what And no saying. more Pepe Le Pew. No more Pepe Le Pew. All right. Well, that's enough about that crappy movie. Let's move on to another somewhat crappy movie. We went and saw the film Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain. Wasn't about the Roadrunner? And it's... I wished it was about Roadrunner. I kind of wish I went and saw oh, Space Jam 2 well, as opposed to this one, too. I thought we were talking about the Roadrunner. So if you are... An Anthony Bourdain fan, you may actually love this film, or at least maybe I just like it. it. Before going into this film, I was not a fan of Anthony Bourdain, and now after seeing it, my opinion of him has not changed. There was a few things great in this film. The music was amazing. Some of the famous people interviewed, including a small scene with Iggy Pop, the music from Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. I think that was plucked from another movie. And possibly, but it was still in this one also. And even there was a shot of Bowie. And those are the three things in this movie that I thought was good. The movie was long, long, long. About 30 minutes into it, I just wanted it to end. This was a love story to a man that these people loved. But even after two hours, I still do not know him much better than I did before I watched this movie. This had way too much stuff in it, and I felt it was unfocused. Maybe like the man himself, as a person who himself was uh, an addict, I also live with a lot of addictive uh, personality items. 
Uh, I keep moving my addictions from one thing to another. It happens to be a podcast right now. Uh, but I'm not sure what this movie was supposed to have me feel, know, or understand by the time it was over. I was glad for one thing by the time it was over. Well, maybe two. I was glad it was over. And number two, uh, as I say this very rarely, this doc made me rage. And that makes me happy because after seeing this film, I am now two films into our night of celebration for our 100th episode. And that's two more rages. We're four rages in of a possible total of nine people. Happy 100 is all I want to say. Merman, did you see this? No, I did not. I, like you, am not... Well, I barely knew who the guy was. I did know he died. Uh, I don't watch any cooking shows, so watching a documentary about, it, about one, I had no interest in. I wouldn't want to watch one about Emily Lagasse either. It's like, I don't like watching cooking, so why would I want to see a documentary about it? You just it? want to eat. Now, if he was like... The end food. I don't... This, this guy, like, drive around on his motorcycle, too, because I maybe would have seen him. They didn't him. really show if him on a motorcycle. If he was on a road trip, I could see often. that. If he was going from country to country, oh, say, yeah. teaching poor people how to cook or something, then maybe I'd watch it, but whatever. He didn't do that. I didn't have time, so I didn't see it. All right, Buckaroo. Okay. What's uh, Papa Rage have to say? Going into this film, there was very little that I knew about Anthony Bourdain, and coming out of this film, there is very little that I know about Anthony Bourdain. Uh, the film does do a good job of presenting the curious nature of Bourdain, as he seemed to crave new experiences. After watching the movie, I myself was curious about some of the narration by Bourdain, as it did not ring true with me for some reason. It had a very beyond-the-grave feel, and I was surprised some of the things that he said while he was still alive. Um, the fact that he recorded these things. And it turned out that the reason I felt this way was that it was not true. It turns out that director Morgan Neville used AI to recreate the sound of Bourdain's voice as it narrates the movie in quite a few scenes. Well, Yikes. Not everything I know where this is leading. are Bourdain's words, but are represented as him as if he said Oh, God. I know where this is going. It is deceiving, and it is something that does not belong in nonfiction filmmaking. Transparency and basic ethics are key to making a documentary of any kind. With that said, Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain, is a rage. Oh, God. Rage. I'm going to assume Murray raged because he didn't I see it. I would have raged So it. there we go. We are six for six, people. Can I get a all hands in for 100 episode? Woot, woot. Come on, get it in there. Go 100. All right. Well, this is where things might fall off the range a bit. Uh, because I'm thinking that our boy Merman has a lot of characters in this movie that he's madly in love with. Absolutely. And his love for these characters may have caused this not. It may have skewed my. It may my, have skewed his my, opinions. My opinion. We may not have a perfect episode today, that, people. I'm just warning you now. Yeah. So, Murray, why don't you lead us off on right. Queen Bees. Queen Bees at Canyon Meadows, which actually, I guess, came out about a month ago, but just haven't gotten to see it before. After reluctantly moving into, uh, agreeing to move into a senior's home, a woman encounters a clique of mean-spirited women and an amorous widower. Um, yeah, this actually had quite a few big names in it. Ellen Burstyn, Jane Curtin, who people who actually know who watch TV might know. Uh, Loretta Devine, who I know I've seen before somewhere. Oh, yeah, she's been um, in everything on TV. Anne Margaret, James Caan, Christopher Lloyd, mm. and French Stewart. French Stewart was so... Awful. Something. Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> um, as one of the characters described them, it's uh, Mean Girls with Medic Alert Bracelets. Uh, let me tell you a story. Of a man named Brady? Just my story. I went to see this at Kenya Meadows, our great sponsors. Now, what happened next was not entirely their fault. First off, I was easily the youngest person there, and I'm 50. <laughs> I felt like a teenager next to everybody else. But halfway through, the whole theater went dark. No screen, no lights, oh, nothing. I envy you. <laughs> After a few minutes, one of the old codgers went out to investigate. Came back and said that half the building had lost power. Half their theaters just went dark at the same time. Did you? Can I just ask a question? Yeah. Because I have a feeling with all those elderly people watching a movie with lots of elderly people having sex, 
may have caused some of them to be frisky. Was there some action happening in the dark? I was, I was in the front row because I was far away from all of them, but I may have heard something. Did you hear some smooshy sounds? I may have heard something. I don't know. Night. A gushy sound? So, yeah, now I'm sitting in a dark theater with old people, listening to their weird and wacky conversations because <laughs> another thing about old people, they love to talk during the movie. <laughs> That's why I don't take my mother to the movies anymore. So it took about 30 minutes to get the, restore the picture, and we were stuck on a freeze of Christopher Lloyd in a bad toupee for about 10 minutes. Just a freeze. Unfortunately, this was not the point in the film where we left off. So before the blackout, two ladies were smoking pot and talking about sweaty underboobs. Nice. And when we came yeah, back, talk about that too. When, when we came back, Anne Margaret is chatting with Christopher Lloyd in his room. So what the, he- what, what the hell? No, something else. What the hell did I miss? No idea. Nothing really. I, mean, I did get a free pass nothing. out of it, but I don't really want to sit through the movie again. No. So having said that, yeah, I did enjoy the film. Uh, not, it was a nice reunion with castmates from Third Rock from the Sun, Jane Curtin and French Stewart, who I, I enjoyed the show they were on. The movie wasn't what I thought it would be. It started off as Mean Girls and ended up as a rom-com with geriatrics. Like, all the performances were amazing. It was sweet and heartwarming. Not quite a Mondo, though. Just a man. Okay, we didn't get a perfect episode. No. You know me. I don't rage unless I I think we should have picked, instead of this one, we should have picked Space Jam 2. Maybe. Maybe. I don't think he'd rage about it. I wouldn't rage for that one either. No. All right. What you got? Uh, Yeah, Queen Bees. It's exactly what you would expect from the director of the Santa Claus 3, the Escape Clause, and the Tooth Fairy starring Rock the Dwayne Johnson. I'm sure there is an audience for this dreck, as at the screening we were at, there was a lady howling with laughter at every attempt at humor. Was she 70? I'm not <laughs> sure how old. Yeah. Easily. She thought the three-minute commentary on boob sweat was especially a hilarious. I did not. Another line that made her howl was when they were talking about the retirement community they were living in. And the statement that was made was, when you leave high school, you graduate. But when you leave here, you you're, die. you're dead. <laughs> also not funny. Nice. There were also just stupid things in this that were supposed to play for an emotional response, but were just dumb. There's one point where Ellen Burstyn, as Helen, tells a story of how they transported the tiles for their house from Portugal on their laps in a plane. What? How is this possible? I'm pretty sure that it's not, unless they were only tiling a closet. Apparently, that they did... I don't, how did she survive? Because that's a lot of tiles. That's a lot of lap. tiles. Unless that, you're tiling a closet. That may have been the part that I and missed. And why did they go to Portugal <laughs> to get, like, to I get always think of Portugal for, for tile. Because it had you, to be a closet. Don't, don't you think Portugal is the place to go for tile? It probably, probably is. But the, there is no way that they transported the tiles for their house on their laps. That is the dumbest thing <laughs> That I've ever heard. Like, who's writing this? The, Who would write that? The, and go. I love this how you picked gold. I love he how you picked that one. Things. Well, I, you picked out that as the one example, but oh, you could have literally you could throw a rock. You yeah. could throw a Portuguese tile at the at the screen yes. and hit the bad writing in this movie. <laughs> that is the one that just that that was early on in the film, and I was like, okay, I'm checked out now. This is just ridiculous. <laughs> that must the only the thing that, that I'm paying attention to now is the lady laughing at everything. And at one point, she she was mildly amusing to me, but the movie was not. This Wait. was a, this was yes. You mean, didn't you love me laughing the entire movie you're, at you? You're laughing at me as I'm sitting there squirming in my chair, literally like making contorted faces, just wishing oh that this God. would end, and it never did. I haven't felt this squirmy in a movie it's since true. Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, or. The Invisible Man, yeah, which was, was pretty damn that was, squirmy, That too. was close, but yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. So this was bad on every level, from the acting to the writing to the music to the directing. It was a rage. It was such a hard rage. Oh, God, yeah. I was in so... By the time we got to this, this was our third movie for the night. That probably wouldn't help. And it was... We were already giddy with rage. It was... I... After Tournament of the Champions, I'd be in After rage Tournament too. of Champions. It was just a downhill battle. So this... This film provided the very best gift that I could have ever asked for. 
It has been many months since we have been back in the cinemas, and every film we have pretty much seen has been a sequel for the most part, and usually not very good. On our 100th episode, I really wanted this episode to be the best episode we have ever had. When we started our podcast a year and a half ago, the rage that drove our passion for film had finally hit its pinnacle for this film to deliver the third and final rage of the week of films that we saw in cinemas. I could not have been happier. The amount of rage this film gave me slash joy watching Bryce squirm through the entire movie. This film had literally the worst music ever put into a film that I have ever heard. It had one of our mesmerized faves, Ellen Bernstein, making me question her on our list. Plus, what I can only say as submissive and annoying a portrayal by James Caan doing, I have no fucking clue, that kind of hunched over acting he was spewing out. This was like seeing an episode of the Golden Girls, but not nearly as funny meets a Hallmark movie of the week. The acting was terrible. The plot, the story, the dialogue, and in particular, I mean this with the utmost amount of respect, all these great actors of old mashed up together and completely destroying any fond memories that I had of them. There was one thing that could have saved this film though. The perfect sadistic rage could have happened if only, if only they would have cast Denise Richards in <laughs> the part of Ellen Bernstein's dollar, daughter. Oh yeah. But just wait. Our rage-filled 100th episode is not over yet. So Denise may still come back up. I'm not saying for sure, but it is possible, people. The only thing that was not completely awful with this film was Christopher Lloyd. Absolutely. And he could barely budget whatsoever. What are you talking about? He was the best thing he in this movie. He was the best part. What does that mean? He was still horrible. I know, but it, he was still the best thing. Oh. And his hairpiece, to your point last week about David Spade's oh, hairpiece, his hairpiece, his hairpiece, no, no his hairpiece was awesome. David Spade's hairpiece And that, that, that scene in the dining room where he's flirting with everybody? Exactly. I couldn't stop laughing. Exactly. I was turned on. He was Christopher like Lloyd. Lloyd. You still awesome. got it, baby. Uh, what? Doc, he, he, Doc he you've got hilarious. it. There is no way you were laughing at that scene. I was laughing my he, butt off at he, that. Oh he laughs goodness. at everything he does because he loves Christopher this Lloyd. This is the third Christopher Lloyd movie I've seen in three months, and I've loved all of them. Yep. Oh, my goodness But, gracious. again, the best thing about the whole experience of seeing three solid rage in films back-to-back and the icing on the 100th episode, delicious rage-filled and cream-stuffed cake, was the applause by one of the other patrons clapping as this film ended. Really? I was also applauding because it was over, it was over <laughs> but I think for maybe different reasons. This was the perfect ending to the 100th episode of Film Rage. We are truly inspired to continue for another 100 episodes. I feel we will never be able to stop raging knowing that these types of films we got to, subjected to this last week is what we're going to get to see. My favorite line in this movie is, I like nuts on my balls. <laughs> hilarious. It was, <laughs> it was truly, truly hilarious. Well, I can tell you 99% of the old people in my theater loved it. Yeah. As did so Murray, obviously you know, who it was made for. You know that obviously now that you're fifty, you're just that much closer to being old. We actually got we actually got there as the, the closing credits were actually running. And uh we, we uh we had some coming out and Jim asked one of the ladies, so how was it? It was so good. It's See? so funny. It was so, YouTube although for the, the, the one dude guy, he was like, eh, it was okay. It was all right. Remember the dude guy that was running out yeah. during the credits? He was he was like, Yeah. It was okay. Yeah, I think he went from that to go see, like, maybe Escape Room 2. Sure. Maybe. Maybe. There you go. <sighs> Vision blurring. Rage taking over. Oh, my God.
The music is so clear in my mind. <laughs> yes! Oh, baby! I cannot believe how happy I am to be here today and our 100th episode. I just got to keep repeating it. I Feels can't believe good. that we survived 100 episodes with each Seven other. Seven long months. And then on top of that, we got so much rage this week. Now, my rage, I could literally just rage about all three of the movies we saw. But this week, I'm going to pick that all not, not all documentaries need to be made. But if they do make documentaries, please try and make them more interesting for everybody that's going to be watching the movie. It's simple. That is simple. Right? I mean, how many times have we seen docs where we say, this, this doc would be great if it had focus? Yes. Or this doc would be great if it wasn't a home movie for the people that's friends of the actual movie. This movie was all that together in one. It was unfocused. It really had, it, it did not bring us closer to Anthony Bourdain in any way, shape or form. If you saw this movie and then if you didn't know him, like we both, you didn't know him. I didn't really know him. I, I don't know him anymore. I don't know who this movie was made for. I mean, we've seen some of the best documentaries in this last year, and we just saw the Sparks Brothers, which which was literally four, three Mondos, and Murray doesn't give out Mondos to documentaries, so we know how good that doc was. Yep. And that was about the Sparks, or Sparks. They could have made this... Anthony Bourdain had such an interesting life. How could they not have made this a, a Mondo film? I don't get it. Yep. That's my rage. Just... Make better documentaries or don't make them. There you go. Makes sense to me. That is a sage wisdom there, Jim. A sage? What's Sage wisdom. Is sage. sage? Cooking ingredient? So cooking ingredient? I yeah, think, yeah. It's cooking ingredient. A little bit of wisdom. rosemary and thyme. Did you just what double on Because it was Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. Right. That was connected. pretty clever. Wow. How does he do this sometimes? Because I'm He's smarter smart than the boy. average bear. You're smarter than the average Smarter cookie. than a road rider. I, I am the yogi. Of He's this, the of this trio. Not, not the boo-boo? <laughs> I think he's more like the boo-boo most days. Whatever. Actually, boo-boo is boo-boo, the smart one. Boo-boo, boo-boo is, a, is the boo-boo's smart one. Uh, That's true. Boo-boo's <laughs> a wet blanket. But Yogi, the <laughs> ranger, will... <laughs> we'll get the we'll big baskets. Trouble. Does that make me the, the ranger, ranger then? Does that make me the ranger? <laughs> no, the, you're, the, you're Yogi's girlfriend. I don't want to be a girlfriend. I want to be the ranger. Okay, you can be the ranger. I will be the girlfriend, and you can be boo-boo. Okay, whatever. I'm not going to be boo-boo. Apparently you are. We oh. just voted on it. Murray, see boo-boo? But, lo- but later on, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna talk about a boo-boo. Yeah, we are. This, is, this episode's getting better every minute. That's true. All right. Rage it on. Ah... Ah, my rage is similar there, Jim. What? You don't say. But different. (gasps) Uh, Just basically, deception in documentary filmmaking is inexcusable. You are making a documentary, and you have a responsibility to present the facts. Otherwise, your film is not a documentary, and is instead a piece of fiction. And it should be marketed that way. If this is a film you wish to make, Make that film. Don't call it a documentary. That's my rage. That's a real simple and eloquent rage, I must say. And you've cooked up a few things in my mind about that same complaint. It kind of reminds me a little bit of some of the Michael Moore documentaries that we've seen. I kind of like him, but... Oh, yeah, there's some okay stuff. To me, having not seen this, seems to me that this wouldn't have been made if he hadn't died. If he was still alive, they wouldn't have made a documentary about it. Yeah, him. I think so. But I, I mean, eventually he was going to. Well, eventually they, they he was going to. They would have, die. whether he lived or died. I think they would have made a documentary. I think because he, I think they he rushed it. I, I would have liked to see a different documentary about yeah, him. I think and I, apparently there are some. I so. think they rushed it because he died. That's just my thinking. Uh, maybe. They rushed a lot of things. Yeah. there's uh, They rushed. The, there was a couple of things that were done previously to this, what were rushed along because, you know. Previously? Previously. I can't talk today. I'm fine. There you go. Running on fumes. You're saying right, you, you should have. We should have ordered that pizza. I think so. I, I'm fine. What, I, what's a celebration? I had an apple today. 
I had an apple at about 12.30. You need a nice, big, juicy Before that, I had another apple at like 9 p.m. yesterday. So I got two apples, apples. within the last, what is but it? But no peanut uh, butter. You just no had apples without butter. peanut butter? No yeah. protein. But that's, well, I, yeah, I got, I got no refrigerator right now, so I don't have peanut butter. You know, we need to just get it's him some ice. Yeah. yeah. Big, apparently. Big, big cooler full of ice. Apparently, we've moved on from raging, though. So. I apparently, so I guess we're done with that. <laughs> Rage. everyone i am chris and i'm christine and we do a podcast about life love and hot topics we're family friendly yeah well mostly and you can catch us every week so subscribe to the chris and christine show on your favorite streaming service and buckle up buttercup because you're in for some fun some fun oh yeah that sounds fantastic sweet chris and christine go get them Get him. Okay, so we've All got right. the most exciting time of the week. The fastest seven minutes you'll ever have. Seven minutes in heaven. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, much like these guys, my topic is similar to what we discussed this week. You're putting rage into the Merman Minute? No, well, you guys will be raging what? at the end of it. I guarantee it. Uh, this week we saw Queen Bees, about a pack of geriatric mean girls in a retirement home. As we know, old people can be funny, too. They can. It helps if you're over the age of 40, but here are my favorite movies about old people. Yes! Cocoon! You might notice a few familiar names that keep popping up. Uh Uh-oh. Start with... Yeah, I can see him shaking his head over there already. (laughs) Uh, I love movies about old people. He does. Start with Grumpy Old Man from 1993. Number one. I'll give it a pass. It's got Walter Uh, Matthau and Walter Matthau... Jack Lemon and Margaret. And Margaret! Burgess it's a, Meredith. It's mildly amusing. Bert, Burgess Meredith, the penguin. And Kevin Pollock. And Daryl Hannah. A lifelong feud between two neighbors. Since childhood, it only gets worse when a new female neighbor moves across the street. And what a it's woman. It's full of childish She's pranks, sexy. witty mm-hmm. zingers, and plenty of laughs. And every word that Burgess Meredith says is pure gold. Always gold. Pure gold. He's God, after all. Burgess Meredith was pretty, he was pretty awesome. funny. He's, he's literally, he's God, so, you know. Mm. Uh, next up, we have, not really a comedy, but Grand Torino from 2008. Excellent Nice movie. choice, Directed Mer. by and starring uh, Clint Eastwood. One of the few who can actually pull off doing both jobs. Not yep. too many can. Yep. Disgruntled Korean War veteran, Walt, sent out to reform his Korean neighbor, Tao, who basically tried to steal his prized possession, 1972 Grand Torino. Uh, Walt is white, he's racist, and he's living next to a Korean family. Uh, despite his prejudice, he actually saves the neighbors from a Korean gang and becomes part of their family. Aw, it's so heartwarming. Uh, he just gets better with age. Uh, even when he's not arguing with a chair, that is. I mean, he's got his own fault. Yeah, he does. Uh, next up, we have one guaranteed to make you guys rage. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for this list to fall apart, because so, it, so far I'm liking it. It's yeah. good, because you're not going to like everything I like. Next up is a Bruce Willis classic, Red. Oh, oh Red's like red. awful. I love Red. There you go. See, he told you, Red. High five, Moon. That's right. Bruce Willis, Morgan Freeman, John Malkovich, Helen Mirren, Richard Dreyfus, <clears throat> Carl Urban, and Mary Louise Park. I didn't know yes. I, could, I could hate John Malkovich in a movie until I saw him in this role. Well, didn't you like him less in Red 2? Because Red 2 wasn't Red 2 good. was terrible, and that had Anthony Hopkins in it. Uh, crap anyway, is crap. Uh, yeah, when his peaceful life is threatened by a high-tech team of assassins, former Black Ops agent Rank Moses has to reassemble his old team. Yes. Take on the government. Yes, he does. And falls in love with with the girl at the yes. same time. Yes, Helen Mirren's kicking ass and punching dicks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what's, I can't remember, what's his name? The Russian dude. He was good, too. He was Brian good. Brian's. Nobody was good. He was, that was anyway, awesome. Anyway, I honey, I watch it every time it's on TV. Yeah, I've watched it twice. And right. next up, we have once. another one guaranteed to make you rage. Yeah. Space Cowboys. Oh, God, yeah. This oh, God, so Also directed no. by and starring no. he's gonna, Clint no. Eastwood. Wait, it's yes. getting worse. I know which other movie he's pulling 
coming out of his oh ass. Oh my goodness gracious. I love this episode. <laughs> Space Cowboys. That's right. Dreadful. I freaking loved it. Oh, uh, retired wow. engineer Frank Coleman is called upon to rescue a falling satellite. Him and his team of old gummers have to go to space. <laughs> old gummers, I love it. Uh, directed by Clint Eastwood, also stars in it as Tommy Lee Jones, uh, Donald Sutherland. Uh, it was awful in it. James Garner. It was uh, awful James in Crumble, it. And Marsha Gayhart. Yeah, that was a painful movie. I absolutely Garbage. loved it. Okay, but you know what's coming, don't you? No. Oh, you just wait. Till oh, yes. <laughs> she might like to link the next one here. Uh, the best exotic marigold hotel. That's awesome. It's a Mondo. It's not a Mondo. That first was a Mondo. Take it's, bite your tongue. It's man. It was fine. It was a Mondo. Yeah, British retirees travel to India to take up residence in what they believe is a newly restored hotel. I can accept this. Less entry. luxurious than advertised, the hotel nevertheless begins to charm them in unexpected ways. With Judy Dench, Maggie Smith, Tom Maggie Wilkinson, Smith. and Bill Nye. Not the science guy, but not the, the acting guy. The other Stellar guy. cast. That's right. And the most important of all of them, Dev Patel. Dev Patel's oh, in, he in that. It didn't even have him listed. Yeah. He's I delicious. He was in. I can't remember him though. That was the start of my love affair with Dev Patel. There or was it before that? Oh, he's got a new one coming out. I have no idea. All right, the next two you guys are definitely going to rage about, but I don't care. Is I Wild Hogs them. on it? No. Okay. I should have put God. that. Yeah, oh, you, thank God you didn't. <laughs> should have. And yeah, my favorite, uh, apart from what's his name, Martin, I like the other two. Just stop. Why did I bring it up? I'm not going to talk about that one. Next one is called Going in Style from 2017. Okay, no, I could accept it if it was the original Going in Style with. I don't even know the original. With George Burns? That's way before my time. He's God, remember? Yeah, anyway, it's got Morgan Freeman. I can't believe you're Alan putting. Arkin, I can't believe you're putting Lloyd. the remake of Going in Style. These are my favorites. Oh, oh that's my right. God. And it's Gata and Martin. It's it's my awful. favorite. Hello, Merman Minute, not Bryce it's Minute. It's true, but no, yeah, it's the like Merman like Seven the mer- minute. Mer- Merman Twenty Minutes. <laughs> well, then stop interrupting me. Yeah, it's true. We are interrupting. <laughs> then we got Christopher Lloyd and Margaret again. What? And Michael Caine. Oh God, that's awesome. Desperate to pay the bills and come through after their pensions are taken away. Three lifelong pals, basically. Uh, a bit to, to knock off the bank that took their money. The original was okay. It wasn't a huge hit or beloved by critics, but I loved it. They hated it because they all loved the original. And my last one, which I will defend to my dying day. Here we go. Is Last Vegas. Oh, God. With Robert De Niro, Michael Douglas, Morgan Freeman, Mary Steenburgen, and Kevin Klein. It's my favorite old movie, but old people said it my number one vacation spot. I have no words. I have that's no words right. either. Well, well at least just, he didn't listen. put wild hogs on then it. Then listen, that's next time. I'm going to do a whole section <laughs> on wild hogs. Uh, 360-something friends take a break from their day-to-day life to throw a bachelor party in Vegas. Their last single pal, who is marrying a woman more than half his age? Again, nice. not a well-reviewed film or a blockbuster, but these four guys have a great on-screen chemistry, and they know how to have a good time. I can watch this film over and over. Special appearances by 50 Cent and LMFAO. That's what they're called. Uh, my favorite quote by Morgan Freeman. I'm going to find some damn water and take all my damn pills and get this party started. And he did. He, he got that did. party started. Then he drank Red Bull vodka and danced on the tables. Yep. And then I that started my rage so there. Uh, uh, of that movie. Murray... You could, this couldn't have been a better Merman Minute. I'm glad to help. Oh, God. It was so, <laughs> so, so, so good. All right. All right. We got the lists. I think we can just have an update on, uh, I think Bryce has somewhere commentary on where we're at with Bruce Willis. Do I? I think so. You're supposed to be taking notes when we brought Bruce Willis up before. So I'm assuming those notes are somewhere close by now that we're all back in the studio. And we're going to guess Bryce is looking, Bryce is looking, Bryce is looking. I got no notes. Okay, so let's just let's just start this again. Bryce, get a pen and a paper. Oh, for crying out loud. Because uh, I can tell you, Cosmic Sin, which I watched, was probably the biggest rage of any Bruce Willis movie. Pen doesn't work. All right, well, here's another pen for you. I got more pens. Just All right. You keep on talking. Okay, so we got, which we haven't seen yet and I'm afraid to, is Out of Death, and I don't know if we need to see it. It's rated 3.0 on IMDb. Cosmic Sin is a rage. 
and then Breach. So that's three in, and all three of them, I'm sure, are rages. Breach was a, a huge rage. Yeah. Um, There's a new one coming out, too. Yeah, I know, unfortunately. Uh, he's got Hard Kill, which is a rage. Survive the Night, which is a rage. Was that that bad? Yeah, it was a rage. Hmm. And then he did Trauma Center. That was a rage. It's a rage. Uh, Ten Minutes Gone was a rage. Between Two Ferns, we can't count. Motherless Brooklyn was a meh, correct? Or did Mother- you give that a mondo? No. <laughs> no. Is that a rage? No, it was it was a meh. Okay, there we go. I didn't I didn't like it. I didn't think that the, the character needed to have that affliction, uh, but whatever. Okay, so how many are we in? Uh seven. One more, I think. Okay, so this weekend is Midnight in the Switchgrass. With him? Ms. Bruce Willis, okay, Megan well, Fox, and Emil Hirsch. Um well, unfortunately, the movie after that is Glass, which to me was a meh. So that would put him on a double meh. But yeah. if Murray's correct, and there's a new movie coming out this week, to the th- he, it, it just has to be a meh, and he's on the doubted list. That's fair. Sure, it will be. Right? It's so we're going to see this in theaters, I'm assuming. I don't, know, I don't think it's in theaters. I don't know. It's in oh, it's probably in VOD. Somebody He's usually we'll, he's we'll, straight to VOD now. We'll do our best to watch it. Yeah. Make Sorry, what out, is this called? Make come out in two weeks. Midnight in the Switchgrass. Okay. Had two release dates for it. Had this week and next week. So yeah, that's what, usually uh, a good sign. Who's in it? I just told you, Megan Fox. Emil Hirsch. Emil Hirsch. I'm actually. Oh, and Megan Fox. Holy crap! Emil Hirsch is in like everything all of a sudden. And Lucas Haas, that guy. He's been nowhere him in like three years. And now he's everywhere. That's right. Um, I like the last Megan Fox movie, Till Death. It was good. Okay. Right then. I, I believe you. Okay. Uh, anybody else you want to bring up? Did I mention that I liked the last Megan Fox movie? Yeah, you did that. Well, you, I, you've literally told I, us that was more than once. Yeah. I would have yeah. brought up Christopher Lloyd, but you guys both raged about Queen Bee, so I'm not going to do that. I like the last Megan Fox movie, Till Christopher Death. Lloyd, yeah, but Christopher Lloyd, well, I don't know if he's going to pass Bryce. But I think Christopher Lloyd's mesmerizing. Nope. Done. All right. Well, that there happened. You go. See, that's why I didn't bring that him up. just happened. Well, Murray, you still got to bring him up. No, I know. I agree with because you. Because I, I know my, my dude, comrade to the to the right here. Already, I know what he's going to say. You can't assume. You always assume. You can't always I assume. assume. I know. Okay, so here's one. Obviously not mesmerizing, but she's gorgeous. Even at her and her in her aged state is Anne Margaret. Always love that. Can we have a new list? No. That's gorgeous people, the that's, beautiful people? No. <gasps> it could be the Marilyn Manson. We'll call it the Marilyn Manson list. No. List. Yes. What? I can no. get the beautiful that. people. I can get behind the that. beautiful people. I'm kiboshing. Oh, as long man, as Michelle can sit the there and judge people. Steve as long as Michelle Pfeiffer gets on the list. No. From the trees, and you can't smell your own shit on your knees. No. Beautiful people. The beautiful people. Is that it for the list? I don't think you guys bring anything up. So well, like I said, you know. I, I try. Everything gets, everything gets knocked down. You literally I didn't up. try. I forced I did. you to I, try. I said Christopher Lloyd. And, he and I said yes. It. And he said he no. It, so it happens really quick sometimes. Like I said, I know better. Must have somebody else. No, Come on. That's all I pull had. something. What else did we see this week? What about Anthony Bourdain? It's no. <laughs> and that one movie he was in? I guess it's not really fair to talk about him anymore. No. No. Okay. Well, really we got a short list this week, people. I guess so. Apparently, we want to get to the stuffing in this turkey. The stuffing? <laughs> okay, let's get to the stuffing then. <laughs> Alrighty, last week on Rage or Dare, we were dared by our pal Philip to see the 2017 Denise Richards Boo Boo Stewart mashup, American Satan. This week, Bryce will have a choice to Rage or Dare. Let's check in with Bryce first to see if having Denise Richards in a film really does make a satanic curse, or can our man crush Boo Boo Stewart make this satanic film a blessing? Uh, I don't do sound effects. <laughs> American Satan, a film about a band making a deal with the devil in the form of Malcolm McDowell in order to reach the heights of success. There is sex and drugs, and rock and roll, and violence, and gore, and a few laughs along the way. It's not a masterpiece, 
but it's also not a rage. As I was watching this, I was thinking to myself, this looks pretty familiar. And that would be because I had actually seen it before a couple of years ago. The fact that I, 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 I think I got about, about 60, 20 minutes se- no, about 60 or 70 minutes before I knew for sure. I was like, eh, yeah, half, mate. then I was like, okay, no, I've definitely seen this. Uh, the fact that I had forgotten about it proves that it had no business being presented in on this segment as it, if it was a rage, I definitely would have remembered it. The fans strike out again as it stands. It is one of those movies that is mildly entertaining in the moment, but ultimately it is a forgettable meh. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. Yeah, for for our hundredth episode, we should have got more rage from Philip. Philip, yes. try harder next time. Yes. Mur, did you end up seeing this beautiful satanic I film? I did see it, even though it had the word Satan in it. You know. Oh right, yeah, well, he's well, afraid you know of what Satan. A prude, what a prude I am! <laughs> no, you just don't. You're afraid um, of Satan. I get you know it. What? Uh, yeah, I didn't hate it. I mean, yeah, the plot was bad, and I've seen this this same plot like twenty times before. Uh, I.e., oh God, oh God, book two, oh God, you devil, Bruce uh, Almighty. Yeah, and they combined a little bit of Almost Famous in there. It's so like, you saw all those George Burns movies, yes. but you didn't see Going in Style? No. What is wrong with you? Was it in the theater? I don't think yes, so. Yes, it was in the theater. How old was I was it in was the theater? Really young. I was like six. I saw it in the theater. How did you see that where, in the theater? I grew up in a town of 3,000 people. Where did you grow up? Yeah, in the city of Calgary. Calgary, Alberta, I didn't have Canada. a damn movie theater when I was a kid. Yeah, so it was 1979. Yeah, Murray, exactly. Murray, I was at some point, you had a VCR, though. Okay. <laughs> no. Don't try and convince him to old? see... Going in style with old people at eight, he was watching Star Wars. I didn't Wars. get a VCR till I was in high school. Only you, exactly. which was 1979, which I you would have been four. In small farming ish. towns. I liked it. My farming town, my town doesn't even have a movie theater or a video store or anything anymore. You know what the best thing about this conversation is? Okay. We're not talking about the movie that we saw. Yeah, and we're still raging. We're talking about oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I didn't hate it. I mean, I actually enjoyed the music. And I'm not really into, like, hard rock, heavy metal type music. I actually enjoyed the music. Yeah. And despite what Bryce thinks, it actually won quite a few of awards at various film festivals for its music. So I'm not the only one who so, enjoyed the music. Well. But, yeah, the, the plot was tired. Probably it was probably the only one in this room. <laughs> and, yeah, it was. And Denise was just. She was not. Well, for the. Three scenes she was in, she was not good. She was glorious. <laughs> I, I did find it curious that the one scene, like when when they canceled their tour, because apparently the teenager they had sex with, her father killed himself, so they, they got pulled off the tour. The band that they were touring with was led by her co-star from Starship Troopers. What? I don't even know what Casper we're talking about. Casper Van Dien? No, the tall guy. About? The tall guy who took her away. Tall guy, that was uh, tall guy from Starship Troopers. You know, Starship Troopers. Yeah, when yeah. she was a pilot, her her co-pilot. Oh guy. yeah, the dude that she the was dude. cheating on. Yeah, yeah, he was in yeah, this. yeah, yeah. He was yeah, in this. Yeah, yeah. He looked old and wow, tired though. I recognized him. I know because he's also the same guy that took away Kelly from Zach on Saved by the Bell. Just saying. I don't know what we're talking about. We're talking about. But yeah, I, I also gave it a man. We're talking about Patrick Muldoon. That's the guy's name. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay. Well, you know, enough of your two man- madness. Uh, we talked yeah. earlier this year. If there was one thing that we wanted more than seeing Pig in cinemas, it was seeing more of Boo Boo Stewart. And, I-, I can get on board and with that. And voila! American Satan. This is first and he movie. was very and, good. And Philip delivers onto us. Ah, thank you, Philip. He's also in a film coming out this year called Ass Clowns Constipated. No. Yes. So, so our man. He's got a diverse resume. He's got a diverse resume. And our man, Boo Boo Stewart, is in Ass Clowns Ass Clowns constipated 2021 you can bet this is going to be on our show at some point man i'm glad he's making great choices boo boo keep making good choices buddy (laughs) in this 90210 for poser mainstream power pop rock meets made for tv rock and roll only thing i wished was that there was more montage in this film this is 
Not how bands actually work, by the way. Uh, I have been in multiple ones, and they just don't easily get that signed or get offers from Satan well, very often, which I'm very devil, disappointed in. I tried many times. Yeah, he wasn't the, answering. The devil wasn't taken. You were not in L.A., though. Apparently the not. The devil wasn't the taken. The devil lives in L.A.? Apparently. That's where, okay. he, that's where he signs all the bands. Yeah, okay. Have you seen the bands okay. that get signed in L.A.? How else would they get a contract? Yeah, exactly. It's true. I have a Poison. question. If Malcolm uh, McDowell was the devil, was the black guy Jesus? Maybe. Is that the point? I think so. There, well, people know that it's black Jesus. Um, so what's Malcolm McDowell in this film? I feel uh, an addiction to possibly the doubted coming uh, for him, just to say. Nah. Kubrick dies, and all of a sudden he becomes awful. Like, I haven't nah. liked Math- Malcolm McDowell in a movie since. He's campy. He's fine. Yeah, we got to have to go through that. I'm sorry. Um now, is this film what you would call a B film or a D film? As in B for bad or D for giant dump? Yeah, this is totally a teenage soap opera, rock dream fantasy, but with awful mainstream music, this actually seemed like a dirtier version of Tom Hanks' directed film. And what was that called again? Oh, yeah, That, that thing, thing You Do. Or was this Spice Girls meets Lucifer? But you know... What was the biggest surprise? Remember when we also said we would never have to talk about Denise Richards again? Well, here we are. No less than four months later, and we are back with Denise. Notice I didn't talk about her. Exactly. If we don't talk about her, we are talking about our girl Tiff. I suggest we have a new challenge slash segment on our show. I love Tiff. Called... Best reason of the week to talk about somebody on our doubted or repulsive list. Tiff's not on either anymore. I know, but Denise is. Yes. We just don't have enough rage in our rage-filled podcast. We should call it the Denise Richards moment of the week. There you go. No, I'm not talking. No. No? No. Can we just say Denise Richards? No, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to hear her name. I don't know why we're doing this now. I'm going to say her name every week. No. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Barry. No more Denise Richards. Okay, now let's get back to talking about the rock version of Josie and the Pussycats. Well, if Josie, if Josie, it was so good. If Josie and crew worshipped Satan and murdered a dude by accident, that's what this movie would be. So this movie is awful. The story is schlock. Dialogue is weak. Bad concept was ridiculous. Lots of B and C actors, including as mentioned. Our girl Denise, which basically predicts what this film was going to be. Plus, the acting is god awful. See what I did there? Or should I say Satan awful? Mm. Our wish, and I'm speaking for all of us here, for Boo Boo was answered. I just wish not in this film and not with our girl Denise. I love you, Boo Boo. But this film was a rage for me. I I hated everything about it. it. I'm sorry, Philip. I don't, like Murray had said it. If I've seen this plot a million times, at least put really, really good music in it. I actually mm. like the music, and I don't like that kind It's of music. power pop. Yeah, but I don't like that music normally. It's true. You like power pop music. But I like this kind of music. Was Hard rocking? Not quite. Well, not not heavy metal screaming, but... Where I can it actually wasn't under, screamo. I can actually understand what was. they're singing about. Yes. That's what I like. But too much of the heavy metal and rock is stuff I can't understand. Well, this wasn't heavy metal. Well, it whatever was. it was... Yeah. I liked it. You know what would have go. been good is if they used the soundtrack from the movie Heavy Metal. Mm. They did, right? They did actually throw a few songs in there that I recognized, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They did that Skid Row song and a couple other ones. Mm-hmm. He was a young boy. Exactly. He had a heart of And Ricky gold. died, so it was apropos. Like, just saying. Yeah. Sure. Anyway. Uh, you right. know what? No matter what happens, the fact, you've got it. The, the fact that we saw Denise Richards on Your our 100th episode made it worth it. is made it worth it. Life to go. So this may not have been got the 100th episode we were hoping for, where we intentionally planned rage. But and we get Bryce singing life to go. Life, and we have Denise Richards. Yeah, yeah. And you're welcome, people, for that serenade. Yes. And thank you, Philip, this is what for giving us this, this movie to watch. The, this uh, 100th episode just could not be any better. Except now, Bryce gets to decide to rage oh, yeah, or do that. dare. Uh, take a dare. 
All right. Going into the dare bag. The, the audience bag. is time to to put up or shut up because I'm sick of getting it's, stuff. That's isn't awesome it nut up you. or shut up? Get it right, bitch. Eh, I like. I try to go the non-vulgar way if possible. Mm-hmm. All right. Up. I think it's gonna be bad. I don't. Did well, I hate this that much? I don't remember. Let's see it. Did you already see it? This oh yeah, week? I've this, seen it. Is what it Invisible is it? Man? No. <laughs> is it Sonic? No. What is it? Is it Top Gun? It's. Uh, Can you show it? To, is it Top Gun too? <laughs> it stars uh, Pauly Shore. Well, I know it's gonna be bad. Jury though. Man Jury or something? Jury no, duty? that would be good. In the Jury Army duty. now? In the uh, see that one was bad. Biodome. They're all bad. Biodome. Oh! We have a winner. Ding with ding, one ding, of the, ding, ba- ding. With, with one of the Baldwins. Yeah, oh, Stephen, I think. Think All right, Stephen Baldwin and Polly Shore. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I remember it being pretty bad, but I don't know if it's going to be a rage. We'll see. I uh, know Polly Shore is not funny. No, he's not. He's not funny, but he's actually grown up a little bit. He's not as much of a goofball as he used to be. Yeah, I kind of want to see his um, uh, the Polly Shore is dead experience dome. or whatever mm. somewhere. Someone All dares right, to so see that. I'm going to watch Biodome. There you go. Whatever. a boy. Oh man. Uh, we shall see. Wow, 100 episodes. Thanks again, Ragers, for listening. Rage love out to Juline from It Goes Down in the PM podcast and James, as well as our newest and our only annual membership, Philip. Thanks, buddy. We love you guys. Thanks to Extended Film Rage crew of Leonard Conlon for her artistic vision and photography via Leonard Conlon Photography. For Beck's Goose for her cartooning skills at potatoladypodcastreviews.com. Thanks to our sponsors, Canyon Meadows Cinema. Please go check them out because this week they also have Pig Playing, which we will be talking about next week. Please go and support your local independent cinemas near you as they desperately need your help as we come out of COVID. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at FilmRageYYC. Check out everything FilmRage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site, Redbubble and TeePublic. And TeePublic, we're on sale right now, so go buy some stuff. See what we look like on our YouTube channel by searching FilmRage Podcast. We are always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners. So you can also send us an email at filmragecalgary at gmail.com. Dares to see terrible movies to fuel our rage. But no matter what you do, please, please make us rage. Rage on. Rage on. Harmony.